My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of the Girl God's Got You podcast. This podcast was created to remind women that girl, God's got you, and he wants to help you live the life you were created to live. Have you ever struggled with believing in yourself, having fear about navigating your future, understanding your life purpose, or managing overwhelming stress? Well, if you've gone through any of these experiences, then this podcast is for you. And I want to encourage you that no matter what you go through, no matter what you think of yourself, no matter how much someone hurts you, no matter what level of self-confidence you have, no matter how much fear you have about the future, God is here for you no matter what. Girl, God's got you, and he always will. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode today. We're going to be talking all about fear because, as you all know, I'm sure some of you are living in a little bit of fear, whether it has to do with the coronavirus and how we all have to stay self-quarantined and we can't really go out and do much and we have to be extra careful with germs, or maybe you're going through a hard emotional time and that gives you fear, or maybe stuff is going on in your family and you have fear. Regardless, I think most of us have different times in our life where we do have either a lot of fear or a little bit of fear. And I think sometimes all of us have a little bit of fear, whether it's just about the future and the unknown. So regardless of why you may have fear or how much fear you have, I want to make this podcast and I want to share a couple notes from a sermon I went to at Gateway Church in Scottsdale a few weeks ago. And it was all about having Jesus in your boat. And it's based off of the uh, gospel story of when the disciples were in the boat and Jesus was sleeping and the storm was going nuts and they were all freaking out. They're like, Jesus, wake up. And then he stopped the storm. And so that's kind of the premise of what the whole sermon was about. And it's in this series called Burn the Ships. And so the sermon title was Burn the Ship of Fear. So we're going to be talking all about fear today. And I think that's a pretty good topic to discuss, especially with what we're going on, going through in the world today. But before I go into my main tips and points, some thoughts on it, I just want to say, girl, God's got you, especially (laughs) with the whole quarantine corona thing. And I know everyone has their own opinion on it, whether it's, you know, a conspiracy with China or whether it's actually a big deal or whether it's not a big deal or maybe we're not taking it seriously enough or we're taking it way too seriously. I'm not really going to get into that. All I know is that God is unchanging, his love is unchanging, and he does still have a plan for you. And I believe that we're going to get through this in the next few months. We'll go back to normal. It'll all be okay. But it is really hard to trust God, especially when we're this scared and especially when we have no clue what's going on. But how I like to think of it is, okay, I can either freak myself out and go nuts or I could just say, okay, God, I have no clue what's going on, but I know, I know you know what's going on. And me kind of just surrendering and saying, I'm just going to stop trying to figure it out because it's crazy. It kind of gives me some peace knowing that we all are confused, but God knows exactly what's happening. So not using that as like a cop out, like, oh, I'm not going to just be super worried because, you know, God's got it. But, but he really does. And in the times where it's all confusing, I think it humbles us as humans to understand that we don't have it all figured out. Sometimes we have to stop our life due to a huge uh, crisis like this and a huge kind of natural disaster, if we want to call it that. So I think it also shows that we do really need to depend on God because we're not all powerful and we're not all knowing. 
my God's got you because he is all powerful and he is all knowing and you can depend on him for strength. And I would encourage you, especially if you're staying in your room a lot or, you know, not doing a lot of stuff, just really maybe take time to read the Bible, read a good book, pray to God a lot, really develop your relationship with him right now since you don't have a lot of the external distractions of a normal routine or leaving for work every day or going to classes since you are pretty much just at home hanging out. I think this is a good time to really strengthen your relationship with God. So with that being said, I want to go into the main question that I think we should ask ourselves when talking about Jesus being in our boat. And the question is this, don't you want Jesus in your boat with you? And I know all of us would at first say, yes, of course I'd want Jesus in my boat. I mean, you know, he's the God of miracles. He loves me. I love him. He will always forgive me. Of course I want him in my life. But when fear does strike us, I think we forget that Jesus is even there and we depend on other things to give us comfort instead of depending on Jesus first and making him the priority. How many times have you gone through something really hard and maybe the first thing you did was freak out, maybe the first thing you did was send an angry text, maybe the first thing you did was call someone, which is great that you want to reach out to other people if that's the case. However, I think the first thing we should do is just say a prayer to God and say, God, this is going nuts, but just, I need your help right now. Please help me get through this hard time. I have a lot of fear. And then after that, you could reach out for outside help. I think we tell ourselves, oh, I want Jesus in the boat. But then when something bad actually happens, uh, how often do we turn to Jesus first? This happens to me a lot, uh, even though, you know, I have a, a Christian podcast and I tell other people, oh my gosh, pray to Jesus first. A lot of times when I'm scared, I call my mom or I text some friends or something and I realize, oh my gosh, I didn't even pray about this. So I am definitely um, not the best at this sometimes because when you're talking to someone, you have that instant response, that instant care, that instant love. And when you're praying, obviously you're going to feel that, but it's not like God is going to actually talk to you all the time. I know some people that have heard God's voice. I personally never have heard his actual verbal voice. But when we're talking with someone, we obviously get that message back pretty soon. With prayer, it takes a while. But prayer is super powerful because we're having a dialogue with our Father who actually knows everything. When you're asking the opinion of someone else or asking for advice or wanting just a shoulder to cry on, that's great, especially if you have a really close friend or family member. We have to understand that they're human too and they might not have all the answers. So it's really important to pray to God because you can at least think, okay, I don't know when I'll get a response response, but I do know that I'm talking to a being that knows everything and he has all the answers. And so that gives me a lot of comfort when I'm, you know, trying to have Jesus in my boat and trying to put him first. But I want to talk about uh, three main, or yeah, four main aspects of fear. Yes, four. I sometimes forget how many points I have in a podcast and then I share like five and I realize I only had three. So I want to make sure I say the right amount. But yes, I have four points about fear, and this is all taken from the sermon that I went to, so I don't want you to think that these are all 100% my ideas. Some I, you know, obviously share my own two cents on, but if you want to listen to this sermon, you can listen to it online, I believe, uh, Gateway Church Scottsdale, and it's on Burn the Ship of Fear. So I would encourage you to listen to that if you like the points that I share from the sermon. But the first point I want to share is what Satan's goal of fear is. In the sermon I went to, the pastor said that the goal of fear is to get you so afraid of what might happen that he keeps you from doing what must be done. And that really hit me hard because I was thinking, oh my gosh, that is so true. 
when we're running for Christ, we have all this motivation, this passion, and then all of a sudden something happens, it could wreck our hearts and just stop us. It could just stop us running the race. We fall down. We're sad. I mean, I totally had that picture in my brain when he said that. And I looked back at my own life, and there's times where I was working so hard, whether it's in my classes, whether it's was in my um, kind of speech and debate coaching business that I was doing, whether it was, you know, getting up early, having a routine, trying to make time for friends, trying to love others, even though I haven't made as much time for friends in the past as I should have. But regardless, there was times where I was really running hard and I thought I was doing great. And then something would happen, like Satan would put fear in my heart. And you know how you have that feeling where your heart just clenches up and you feel like you can't breathe? I don't know if that makes sense, but like you just have that heavy heart and you can't get enough breaths in. And then I admit, you know, imagine myself just like falling down in the race for Christ because I can't focus on anything else. I can't work hard. All I want to do is, you know, sleep in. I mean, we all have those times where we're really hit hard with something and that fear overtakes us or maybe we're rejected or our feelings get hurt. And then we just feel like, oh my gosh, the race for God stopped. And that's exactly Satan's goal of fear. He sees you running, he sees you working hard, but he also knows your weakness. He also knows where to stab you in the back. And so he does, and then you fall down, you're not running for God, and then you have to recover, which is, it's fine to, you know, understand that, okay, this happened to me, I'm hurting, I need to take time to get over it. I think that's totally fine. But that is Satan's goal, to put you behind. So I think once we understand that part about fear, it can give us more clarity in thinking, okay, am I going to let Satan get the best of me? Am I going to let him stop me from trying to expand the kingdom of God? And I'm gonna, am I going to let Satan keep me from pursuing my passion, my purpose? Am I going to let Satan ruin my day? And that's something I tell myself every day, because will Satan ruin my day? Will all this fear and nervousness, will it get to me? Will it keep me from living a good day? Because our days are numbered. I don't know how long I'm going to live. I don't want my last day on earth to be one where I'm just nervous and scared and have fear. I want my last day on earth to be one of joy, of happiness, of working hard, of being with loved ones. So I think it's something to remember when we have this fear, thinking, okay, I am feeling not good. And this was Satan's goal. So he's kind of getting the best of me. And that leads me to the second point of this podcast when it comes to fear. Once you're saved, Jesus is in the boat no matter the storm. And I thought that was also a good one-liner as well because no matter what happens, once you're saved, you've accepted him into your heart, Jesus is there for you, you're running the race together. Even if you fall down during the race or even if that storm comes when you're in the boat, It's not like you're alone. It's not like you're just laying there on the ground or being in the boat freaking out. Jesus is right next to you. So when you're running the race of life, Satan gets to you with fear. You fall down. Or if there's a storm, Jesus will pick you up. He will give you a hug. He will brush you off. He will help you keep going. He'll calm the storm. He'll say, hey, it's okay. You're fine. I got you. The love that I have for you, please let it enter your heart. Help it overwhelm your soul, and that will give you the passion to keep running. Because whenever fear gets to us or we're rejected or something bad happens, there's a little hole in our heart. That's kind of how I like to think of it. There's little stabs to our heart because some stuff in our life really, really hurts us. But Jesus died on the cross so he could fill those holes. So when you fall down or when there is a storm, recognize that, okay, I believe in Jesus. He's my Lord and Savior. I'm going to ask him for help, and I know he will fill me up once again because he always has in the past, and he always will in the future. And so when you are saved, Jesus is in the boat with you. He is running that race with you, so you're not alone. And you just have to trust Jesus in the midst of the storm. It can be really hard to trust Jesus even during a confusing time or a hurtful time or when there seems like there's no hope. But how I like to think of it, and I shared this in a previous podcast, is I'd rather go my whole life believing that there's something out there even if there isn't. 
not saying I don't believe in God. I do. But I'd rather just on this earth, there could be a lot of hard things we go through that we can't really do alone. And if we try to do it alone, it just gets messy and hard. So I really like to tell myself, okay, I'd rather believe there's a higher being out there that I could pray to and talk to anytime I want. A higher being that I think, you know, I think there's a plan for me. I think he has it all figured out. I think that I worship an omnipresent and and omnipotent. I can't speak. An omnipotent God, which means all-knowing and all-powerful. I'd rather believe in that and live my life having that comfort, even if that means I die and there's nothing out there. You know, like I'd rather have that in my head. I do believe that I will, you know, go to heaven and that that does exist. But I'd rather be on this earth thinking that there's something out there so I have that comfort. And just trusting in God during the storm, that is so important because he's already there. So just reach out to him and ask for help. There is a, I was looking through the back of my Bible and I have some prayers that I used to write down. And I don't want to give a full background on everything, but there's this this prayer I wrote on November 19th, 2019. And I like to look back at my prayers just to kind of see what I was going through. And I want to read to you what I was kind of going through in this prayer and then tell you how, because I trusted in God and understood that he was in the boat, how much better I am now than when I was when I wrote this prayer. So this is last November. Uh, I said, Dear God, thank you for always being next to me by my side and for looking after me. I pray that you'll help me live as a representation of you all the days of my life. Please show me where to grow. Please forgive me for jealousy, resentment, and not trusting in you. Please help me stop being a control freak. God, you are perfect in all your ways. So why is it so hard for me to trust you? I don't like tolerating bad behavior. So when people do mean or bad things, I want to take care of it. But God, you're in control. So please help me trust that you will take care of it. Please guide me in being your disciple. Please help me live out my faith, but also back it up with true actions. Help me be selfless, but also have self-confidence in who you say I am. I love you. Amen. And I read that prayer and I thought, oh my gosh, it's so weird to look back on things you wrote because you remember how you're feeling when you're going through certain things. And I just read that and I thought, even though I didn't know really what was going on, even though I was really confused and I didn't have a lot of self-confidence, which I'm still trying to, you know, kind of not get my self-confidence back, but just kind of grow it based off of Jesus and not based on anyone else. But even though I was going through that hard time, I didn't have a lot of self-confidence and I was going through just a a rough time. (sighs) I told myself that, you know, even though it's hard for me to trust you, I'm just asking to trust you. Like, I just want to assume that I'm trusting you. I just, I need you to help me trust you. I'm trusting you to help me trust you. That's essentially what that prayer was saying. And even though it was confusing, and even though when I wrote that, I was just confused and kind of at a loss, I look back on that now and think, okay, even though it took me quite a few months to finally trust God with some big decisions, I trusted him, I made my decisions, and now I feel fine. And so during those times in my life, there was a storm, but I acknowledged that Jesus was in the boat with me and that I was trying to trust him. And sometimes trusting God through a storm and through a fearful time, it may take a couple days, but I just want to let you know it may take months, and that's okay. So trusting God can be a process because it is really hard to trust someone that you can't see or touch. Let me just tell you, even though it may take a long time and even though you feel like you're struggling with trusting God, keep on trying to do so. Keep on reaching out to him and pursue him because eventually you will be able to trust him and he will help you change your life and he will get you out of the fear and out of the storm because he is in the boat with you. So I just wanted to offer that personal note of encouragement saying that even if it takes a couple months for you to understand to get out of a storm, Just trust God and he will help you, even if it takes a while. So number three I want to share of this podcast is storms can change your direction in life. So kind of think of the ocean as your path and Jesus as your lighthouse. Okay, 
when a storm comes, we sometimes can't see the lighthouse. So we have this path for ourselves. We're like, okay, Jesus, he's over there. There's a lighthouse. I'm just going to keep on swimming, keep on swimming, you know, keep on rowing, whatever way you want to think of it. You know, just keep swimming from Nemo. I hope that was, you know, I love that movie. Anyway, um, but just keep on traveling your course through the water towards the lighthouse. And then think of a storm coming and you get tossed around. There's a lot of fog. There's clouds. There's lightning. There's thunder. There's waves. And then the storm kind of subsides a little bit, and you're looking around, you're thinking, oh my gosh, where am I? I have no clue what's going on. Where's the lighthouse? Where's Jesus? My path, my plans are totally messed up. And I think we could kind of relate it to what's going on in the world. We may have had a direction for ourselves, and now this happened, this huge coronavirus crazy thing, and now everything's messed up, and we're thinking, okay, where do I go? Where's my lighthouse? Where's that goal? Because it's changed, and it's crazy. So when that does happen... And when you do go through a time where your plan has changed and you can't see Jesus and it's just crazy, there's two things you need to realize about these storms. God either put them there to open your eyes or Satan caused them to happen, but God turned it into something good. And I tell myself this all the time when I'm going through something like, okay, there's a reason behind the chaos, okay? Whether God caused it, which I think that's kind of a touchy subject because I don't think God causes evil, but sometimes he, you know, we do have free will, so he allows evil in the world. But I think that regardless of whether God uses it to test us or Satan made it happen, I think God turns every hard thing, every storm, into something good. I do believe that, 100%. And so when you're having a storm, think, okay, instead of trying to figure out who did this and who should I blame for it, think, okay, how can I grow from this? What can I do with this to help me in the future when I face another storm? And how will I let this redirect my life? Because when storms come, we, we can't go back. Like, we can't say, okay, I wish I could go back in time when the storm wasn't there. When a storm happens, it happens. You can't change the fact that it's going on. You can't change the, the reality. We have to be realists. Like, if something bad is happening, you have to say, okay, that happened. That was awful. But where do I go from here? So instead of being stuck in the storm and being sad, like, oh, this person did that to me. And oh, my gosh, how could they do it? Or, oh, this this coronavirus happened. And oh, my gosh, my business is set back and the stock market's plummeting. Or, oh, you know, I'm sick with corona. I don't know. Instead of us being in that fearful state all about the storm, we have to just have to say, okay, the storm happened. Let's acknowledge that. It happened. I can't change the fact that it happened. I can't change the fact that I'm going through it. But what am I going to do tomorrow and the next day and the next day to grow from it? What am I going to do to overcome the storm? Because when we let the storm overcome us, that's when depression hits. That's when people say they have anxiety. That's what happens when people give up. Like, and we get in this funk, and then Satan wins because we're not running for God. So in order not to let this happen, I challenge you, when you're going through a storm, ask yourself, how can I grow from this? And how can God turn this into something good? And if we believe in our hearts that God will turn this around for something good eventually, it may take a couple days, it may take months, you know, like my story, even though it could take a long time, we have to believe that God will turn this into something good and we have to figure out what that good is. And then we could contribute our part by having a positive attitude, by waking up every morning to try to improve ourselves, by waking up every morning to try to do something to add to the glory of God. Because we can grow from a storm and we can make sure that it doesn't have to put us behind. Because that makes us a stronger person and the more storms we have, the more experiences we have and we could give more people wisdom and advice. I talked to some... I think it's the same four or five people for advice whenever I have something going on. And the best way that they help me is sharing, okay, this is what I went through. This is how I overcame it. This is what I learned from it. So now I'm going to tell you my advice. I think one of the best ways to give advice is to go off of our experiences. 
So a good way to look at storms is to think, okay, I'm going through this right now, and even though it's hard, I can end up sharing advice from it to someone else later in life. So the fourth thing I want to share in this podcast is when you are in a storm and when you're in the boat, focus on who is with you rather than what is thrown at you. Because who is with you can really change your life. Of course, Jesus is with you, and we have to search him first because he offers the best comfort. He's the Prince of Peace, the giver of all comfort. I mean, he will comfort us better than anyone else will. But past that point, God does put people in your life you could turn to and depend on when you're going through a really hard time. And so a couple tips of advice. I'd say when you're going through a good time, make sure you have those friends that will stick by you. Um, so that when you are going through a bad time, they're still there with you. And two, when other friends are going through a hard time and you're, you know, going through a great time, help them, give them advice, make time for them, be there when they're going through something because you could be that person that you wish you had when you're going through a hard time. So when you are going through the storm and when things are hard, focus on who's around you, ask for prayer, ask for comfort, ask for a hug, ask for encouragement. And this helps me so much when I have people to talk to I could just bounce my ideas off of them or just share how I'm feeling and they'll give me advice or they'll listen and just being able to have a conversation with someone when you're not feeling the best or when you're living in fear helps tremendously. Let me tell you, just call someone, please. Just talk to someone because you will feel better. And I I was able to talk to a lot of friends and family in the past you know, month or two and the amount of people that were just there for me blew my mind. Like God is so good to put people in your life. They help me so much. And so you know what I tell my close friends, I say, hey, I have my ringer on my phone all the time. So if you ever need anything, even if you want to call me at two in the morning or three in the morning or you need a a text, just please reach out to me because I will hear it because my ringer is all the way up and I just want to be there for you in case you need anything Uh, because you you were there for me. So I want to be there for you. And also, too, I tell people that that, you know, aren't the closest, but I know they're going through things. And I just want to be that light to people, just they could talk to anytime. And because when we are in the storm, we are in the boat, we need to focus on who's with us rather than what is thrown at us. Because what is thrown at us is lies from the devil, but the people with us are good people. I mean, unless, you know, they're bad people. But try to surround yourself with good people that God put in your life. Because that is from God, and he wants you to have those Christian stewards, those Christian brothers and sisters to really lean on. Because they will give wisdom, and they will give advice, and they'll give you that brotherly love, and that Jesus-like love that you really need. And so focusing on that rather than Satan's lies will help you so much when you're going through a hard time. Uh, so I want to share this good Bible verse from 1 John chapter 5, 4-5, through 5, and it states, And who could win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So faith really is the biggest part of overcoming fear. We have to choose faith rather than fear. Because fear, we can't control, Okay. We cannot control what's going on in the world. We, I think a lot of times we fear because we don't have control. However, we can control what we believe in. And I tell myself that all the time. As well, you can't control everything around the world, but you can control your thoughts. You can control what you set your eyes on. You can control where you put your heart. You are in control of yourself. You really are. And we can control how we respond to fear and where we put our faith. And I think that we cannot forget that. Because as this verse says, who can win the battle against this world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. If we choose to believe in Jesus and choose to believe that he will take care of us, we can't overcome the fears of the world. We honestly can. So faith is a choice, and we can control it. We can't control the things in the world that cause us to fear, but we can control what we believe in. And so we should choose, with this control, who we believe in. And I think we should all believe in Jesus, because 
he, the fact that he died on the cross for us just to give us comfort, I mean, why, who else should we turn to for help? You know, the first person we turn to. It should be the person who gave it all for us because the reason he died on the cross is so that we can have this eternal comfort. And on a personal note, I just want to share um, kind of a little bit about my personal experience with fear. And I know I just shared it a little bit with uh, everything with the prayer that I wrote in November. But I wanted to go into the fact that I'm an Enneagram 1. So that means I'm the perfectionist. Uh, I forget which wing I am. I'm like wing 2 or 3. I don't know. I need to take the test again. I just know every time I take it, it's a 1. And that's the perfectionist person. And I listened to this podcast about really what does that mean? I know there's a lot of different takes on it and stuff, but this specific podcast, I totally forgot the name, I'm so sorry, but they said that ones kind of have that little voice inside of them, and I immediately thought, oh my gosh, I totally know what they mean. Not saying I'm crazy and I have voices in my head or, or anything like that, but just that constant that constant overthinker in your head, like, oh, am I doing this the right way? Oh, is that the wrong thing to say? Or did I do this right? Or what, what will this person think of me? Or, you know, I just have this little voice in my head that overthinks things, saying I'm not good enough, you'll be rejected, keep working hard, you don't want to be lazy, or you're not capable of pursuing your dreams because you're, you know, X, Y, and Z, you're not good enough, here, here, here. And just as a perfectionist, we seek that line of perfection and we know we can't get there. Like, as a Christian, I know I can't get to perfection. But these th thoughts are still in my head, and they're all from the devil. Like, these things that constantly nag my head, they're all from the devil. And so for so long, when I was, uh, I shared kind of my faith story in a different podcast, but for so many years, I just let those voices in my head go from little voices to the main voice. And it really got to me. It messed with mental health. It was awful. And... I'm finally able to overcome that to where now the main voice in my head is God and these little voices, they're overshadowed by God. But whenever I go through a hard time or whenever I go through a time where like I'm rejected by someone or something bad happens, those little voices come back and it's just, it's sad because Jesus died on the cross to mute those voices. He died on the cross saying, Isabel, like, you do not have to live in fear. You do not have to fear being rejected. You don't have to fear whether you're going to be capable or not. You don't have to fear if you're good enough. Because, first of all, you're not good enough because you're human. Second of all, I died on the cross so you don't have to fear this anymore so that you know that you could depend on me for strength and motivation and love and I will fill you up. And you don't have to prove yourself to me, Isabel. You do not have to prove yourself to me because I already chose to die on the cross even before I knew you. You know what I mean? And so I do... The times that I live in fear is a lot of times where I fear, you know, not being good enough to people, not being good enough to friends and family, or, you know, being rejected, or, you know, not being capable of pursuing the dreams I want. And what I finally understood about myself, and I've finally come to this point, I know I'm only 20, but it's taken me a long time to figure this out. Here's what I tell myself when I have those fears specifically about who I am in my life, regardless of coronavirus or anything, all, all jokes aside. This is what I tell myself. God gave me this life because he believes in me. And even if everything in my life goes bad, I have to tell myself, once again, the only thing that really matters in life, like the only purpose really I have in life, is to use my gifts and my talents to serve others and to show them love. And the only place I should be looking for self-worth is in Jesus. The only place I should be looking for love, like as the primary source, is Jesus because Jesus chose me and he chose to save me and love me and give me that eternal love and pursuing even before I was born like isn't that crazy he chose on the cross for each of us that he's gonna love us unconditionally whether he knows us or not and he just chose that 
And so I shouldn't be looking to my own expectations. I shouldn't be looking to someone else. I shouldn't be looking to achievements for self-worth or for gratification because that will never fill me up because I wasn't created to be filled up with those things. So when I do have these fears, I say, Isabel, stop. You should only depend on Jesus for self-worth and for love because that's all that's left in this world. Like everything else in this world is temporary except for Jesus' love for us. So that's how I overcome my fear, just constantly reminding myself, even if I lose it all, even if I am rejected, even if I fail in my job, even if all these things happen, you know, all these things I worry about that won't happen, but you know, we fear it as young people, like, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? Even if everything falls away, we still have the love of Jesus. And that shows me that, oh my gosh, that's the most important thing. So if I focus on that, and focus on him, I will never be at a loss, honestly, because I have the love of Jesus in my heart. He believes in me. He loves me. Regardless of what I do, he loves me because it's who I am. And that just speaks to me so much. I don't have to prove myself or do anything because he loves me because he chose to. And that really quenches my fears. And so I, I don't know if I'm rambling or not or if that makes sense. But if you're having this, this fear about who you are and yourself and your goal, just understand that Jesus chose to love you pretty much for no reason. Like he just chose to love you because he loves you. You don't have to prove yourself. You don't have to do anything. It's not about your actions. It's just the fact that he loves his children. And so that helps me overcome my fear. And I hope that helps you overcome your fear um, when it comes to more internal fears. External fears with coronavirus, it's totally kind of a different playing field. But I just wanted to share a personal note on that. And to close this podcast, I want to share... A song that they sang at the uh, sermon that I heard this whole fear sermon about and it's the songs called run to the father by Cody Carnes and I'm probably annoying a lot of people right now because I've literally only been listening to the song on repeat and I've sent the song out to a lot of people and they're probably thinking oh my gosh Isabel do you really have to talk about this song again but it's a great song you need to download it it's beautiful so I'm going to share a couple lyrics from it that just really spoke to me and that really impacted my heart, and I hope it impacts yours as well. So it starts off with, I've carried a burden for too long on my own. I wasn't created to bear it alone. I hear your invitation to let it all go. I see it now. I'm laying it down, and I know that I need you. I run to the Father. I fall into grace. I'm done with the hiding. No reason to wait. My heart needs a surgeon. My soul needs a friend. So I'll run to the Father again and again and again and again. And so this song, just I just got a little bit emotional when we were singing it in church because Jesus just wants you to keep running to him. He is, you know, your heart needs a surgeon. Your heart needs to be filled up when those holes of fear poke your heart and you're sad and you fall down in the race for God. Then he will fill you up. He will keep you going. But he, you know... He understands that your soul needs a friend. Like, you need that companion. Jesus is your surgeon. He's your friend. He's your, your all in all. And there are times in our life where we forget that, and that's okay. It's okay sometimes if we fall down in our faith. We have to understand that Jesus will never, ever, ever give up on you, no matter how much fear you have, no matter how hard it is for you to trust him. Whether you're going through something that's taking days, weeks, or maybe even months or years, all Jesus wants is for you to run back to him, run back to God. Just keep running to the Father again and again and again and again. And this song, those lyrics just were amazing because I feel like that's just how Jesus views us. Like no matter how much we reject him or no matter, how, no matter how much fear we have in our heart, he will always, he will always have us come back to him. And that's beautiful. And that, you know, quenches a lot of fears that I have in my heart. 
So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that it gave you some encouragement. If you have any episode requests, please either contact me at my email address, which I'll link in the uh, show notes, or you can follow me on Instagram at girl.godsgotyou on Instagram, and you could DM me a request, or, you know, you could comment on my Instagram post, have any episode requests. I would just really love to hear what you want, and I just want to give you encouragement that God really, he has your back, and he has that comfort that only an eternal being could give. So if you're going through a hard time, just please know that he does love you, he does believe in you, and he does have a great plan for your life, even with all the crazy stuff going on in the world today. So have a great day, stay safe, wash your hands, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye!